Good morning. I'm talking very quietly. <clears throat> it's 6.15 in the morning and I'm about to go out for the first run of a block of approximately eight or nine runs over this next few days in preparation for the Brace Day 10 Marathons in 10 Days Challenge, which on Friday tomorrow is just 10 weeks away. I've been working up towards this training. I've been training for quite a few few weeks, quite a few months. But uh, now we're getting into serious stuff, um, down to back-to-back running, long miles, and lots of other stuff as well. And I have to go now because I have um, lots of work on later and children to run about for. So here goes, hoping it's a good one. I'm looking forward to talking to you over the next 10 weeks. Okay, so I'm back from my first 10 miles of this training block. And I am just about to soak myself in Epsom salts. If you don't know about them, um, ask me another time and I'll tell you. Send me a message. I'll tell you all about the healing qualities of Epsom salts, which have been around forever and seem to be very popular at the moment. So my plan was to take uh, you all out on uh, my first run of this block and tell you all about it. Also listen to Paul Tompkinson's book, new book. But what actually happened was I left the house, started to run, phone stopped, took the phone out of the pouch, couldn't get the phone to go again, and then snowing, and ended up giving up. Not on the run, just on the on the phone. Put the phone away and carried on running. Oh, dropped a glove, had to go back searching for it, and then eventually. The run went fantastic, really. So 10 miles, snowing, made a point of saying hello and waving to everyone. Uh, Waved to uh, the bus driver as a giant bus headed towards me along the lane. Uh, Brilliant. It was absolutely fine. (laughs) Very happy bus driver. And really, I can say that the mood that I went out in, which was a little bit low, probably depleted of my endorphins after not doing very much exercise for two days, uh, was great. So it was a great run. Uh, pace, if you're interested, um, 8.30s, I think, a bit, bit slower. But to be honest, I was really thinking about how I felt, how beautiful everything was. Saw what I thought was a barn owl, but actually I think it might have just been a bird covered in snow. Um, and just, yeah, 10 miles, didn't feel like forever. Same time as I'm out there quite often, about an hour and a half, but felt like it had been and gone in a flash. Straight back in to um, hairdo, and now, um, not my own hairdo, unfortunately not hairdressers on standby, but uh, very lucky to walk through the door, to be handed a coffee, to be told that my bath had been run, um, shouted from upstairs to go and do a hairdo, so three plaits all tied together, so Daisy is good to go to school, and I'm good to go to work, and I'll have a little bit more of a chat about what's going on, um, fundraising, and about why I'm doing this a bit later, maybe um, in work in the morning if it's a little bit quiet. Speak to you again. One of the things you might want to know is why am I running Braith A 10 marathons in 10 days? And those of you that know that I did it three years ago know that this is the second time around for me. So why am I running it again? And what is different this time to last time? 
Well, uh, a few differences this time. I know what it takes to run the event. I've done the training. I've completed the event. I know what I would like to change, both within, within terms of mental attitude and also physically the things I do differently. Um, what happened at the end of 2017, May 2017, day 10, is that I finished, I completed, I achieved something amazing. It was a hard day 10. I had sustained a, a possible stress fracture. It was um, painful running downhill. Mentally it was painful because where I was uh, pushing to hopefully take the Vet 40 First Lady title, that left me as I saw Lucy Clough, excellent runner, off in a, in a cloud of dust, uh, saw her heels and I couldn't do anything physically about it and mentally I just had to let that go and move on to my next goal of continually running and finishing. I did finish but I was drained, I was sore, I um, cried a lot, I didn't do my wonderful funky dance and celebration across the finish line like I hoped to and I cried across and got all my hugs and it was amazing, it was still amazing uh, but straight away despite being unable to walk and um, various toe issues and I wanted to go back like I think so many people that complete the event do however mentally I wasn't ready and physically I was off for six weeks um, to repair and then it took me maybe another 12 months to sort of start running again at my best and attempting to be at my best I, I kept, obviously I continued running but not quite to my best and one of the support crew or the one of the, the main the main person in Ali said to me you'll be back in 2020 and at some point in around 2018 I decided I'd probably never go back it's not something I could do couldn't take the time out to do it and then something odd happened in um, 2019 before I knew it I'd, I'd applied and I'd got my fundraising plan and again, uh, there I was running Braith A 10 in 10. And here I am now running. So they are my personal reasons to run. And what I want to do this time, I don't know if I said actually, I gave you the whole story, is this time I want to run in a better headspace. So personally, better headspace. And I'm training slightly differently. I'm running a bit quicker. And I feel I'm a lot stronger, both physically and mentally. So personally, that's what I want to do. Each run will be on how I feel and staying positive as much as I can, positive head messages and really using my mind positively to complete those 10 marathons. The body is strong and what will be will be, so we will see. And the other thing is, uh, last time I raised £4,000 for Braithe and learned a lot more about the charity and over the years, I've continued to support them in, in small ways, uh, not as much as I'd have liked to, but I have continued to support them and find out more about the charity. They provide so much support for so many people, a lot with their partnerships with other charities. So as well as supporting young people, um, vulnerable adults and their families and the local communities, local to Braithe in the north and northwest. They touch on lives 
that spread all through the country. I have a story myself that the lady who runs the Boughton Bakery, who have supported me over the last couple of years of events I've done, um, their daughter went there and she went there, I, I think I remember, on like a team building uh, experience and it's something that she remembers and her and her mum, the lady from the Boughton Bakery, remembers as something that added to the woman that she is today. So it's a cracking charity and the money that we raise as a team, as a team of 18 of us this year, all goes into a pot that is not allocated to particularly one project. Some bits maybe for local people if there's a project, for instance, Sonia who's running, she is involved and lives in Barrow and there's a lot that can be Barrow and Furness and there's a lot of work that can be done there so some of Sonia's fundraising will go towards the projects there but the majority of our fundraising goes into an unallocated pot which means that the charity can use it to continue projects that sometimes when funding stops as inevitably it does they can put some of this money in and keep those valuable valuable projects going so that's why I'm doing it that's why I'm continually asking you to support me and pay money in, pay donations in to my Just Giving or make me cakes or please donate what you can, help me arrange events. And it is a relentless task, but it's worth it. I know that it's worth it. And that's why I keep plugging on. So there you go. That's a little bit about why I'm doing it. So today was, as I said early this morning, first run of a block of, I think it's eight actually, so not many really, just eight days, and it went well. Uh, there were so many beautiful things, and in the spirit of getting my head in the right space, this run was done with my head, not my body, I don't know, my body was good obviously, uh, it, it, got me, it got me through, but in my head I went out, I promised myself when setting goals yesterday, that each run I will go into positively. Okay, so at 6.15 this morning, I kind of let that goal go a bit, a bit miserable. <laughs> but um, once I actually got myself back on track, I remained positive. And I saw so many things. The things that didn't work with the phone, it was amazing because it meant that I heard the bird song. I saw the different birds flying. I waved a few people got some great good mornings and hellos. It was amazing. And I was in a great headspace. And I think, personally, if you can manage how you're feeling, obviously you've got the physical stuff to do, but if you can manage what's happening in your head, things can go well. So, thank you again for listening. This is the first podcast. It has been freewheeling. I haven't written anything down. I've just done my usual talk, so there may be some waffle in there. Apologies if there is. But the next podcast, which will be tomorrow, another 10 miles, I'm not sure what time of day yet, I will uh, maybe write something down. Let's have a chat about getting our heads in the right space and the sorts of things that we can do, the positive mantras and the things that we can use. Oh, just before I go, like I said, rambling. So today, um, some of you might know, I had a great run on Sunday, did a good 10K. So today I ran a bit of that route and I ran all the way out to the turnaround point of the 10K and all the way back there's positive positive affirmations attached to that run now which is amazing and I didn't think about the negative I just thought oh this is um you were ahead here you were doing really well here this is how you felt Mm. and that really helped this morning 
Right, I'll go now because I have work to do. Speak to you again soon. Take care and happy running.